Welcome to another episode of Holy Shit Brit, where I just talk and I turn the mic on and we see what happens. Um, <laughs> so I have been MIA for about two weeks. Um, a lot of things have happened, so I'll just give you a quick update on my life and then go into um, the subject of the day, which is a quick introduction of masculine and feminine energies. And it was basically the that's what started me on my sexual journey is understanding the energies. But first about me. Um, so the last time I spoke was about two weeks ago. And since then, I ran and completed the Austin Marathon. Um, so 26.2 miles. I did it in four hours and 18 minutes, which I looked up after that the average woman worldwide time for a marathon is four hours and 45 minutes so I shaved about a half hour off of that average um and I had no idea that was the average until I was done so mm, I wasn't really going for a pace time I was just going so I wouldn't stop like stopping and walking were not an option for me and that's just how I got to that time. And it felt so good crossing the finish line. I cried because it wasn't just the four hours and 18 minutes um, of the marathon. It was the six weeks before. It was six weeks of getting up every day knowing that I had a, that I was, not had to, but I was going to show up for myself and run the amount of miles I needed to for that day to get myself closer physically and mentally to complete 26.2 miles. And unknowingly, the Austin Marathon is actually a very difficult course. It's not flat. It is very hilly. I probably went up and down like at least eight legit hills, not like rolling hills, but like like running on an incline for at least two minutes at a time, which is a lot. Um, not two minutes, like three. And so I also stopped drinking for training and so... Not that I drink a lot, but it's just something I didn't want to have going on while I was training. So right after the marathon, I waddled my ass to a brewery with my family. My family, my mom, dad, my brother all flew out from Michigan to see me run. So they all came with me after the race and we got a beer. I literally had a beer and a half and I was like tipsy, straight up tipsy. And I ate pizza and pretzels, like drank and ate a shit ton of carbs um, yeah, so that was a really cool experience. And then this weekend, though, so the week after that, I went on a retreat as a support, like a volunteer in Big Bend National Park with my friend Ellie. Uh, she was the main facilitator in that. And it was about, it's called a comfort zone retreat. And basically, it's ironic that that's the name because it's you stepping outside of your comfort zone. So we did like a 10 mile hike in the desert. And we did ice baths. And, um, we did like journaling that could like bring up like fears or whatever. So it was really, really expansive. Um, and I learned a lot from that experience. I'm still integrating. It's been like two days post. So, but the main things I got out of it was I am the person that I want to be and just owning that and trusting that I am ready to put out and become a leader or an educator on female sensuality and not play small around the subject. And it might be ironic that you think I felt that because I have a podcast about it and I speak openly about my journey on Instagram, but 
now I'm like, I have fuel and passion to actually be a leader in it in the sense of like providing, like I'm doing a woman's circle at my home in Austin um, tomorrow about sex. So facilitating that and then potentially doing a class where I lead women in physically sensual embodiment. So a mixture of just like using our hands and touching our body, not in a sexual way or not in like a self-pleasure way, of course, but like in a sensual way, slowly bringing our, our hands up our thighs, up our shoulders, up our hips, um, and also twerking because that's a huge, I think that's like unknowingly became a big part of me uh, diving to my sensuality is just staring at myself in the mirror. Like I said, mirror work is my was the biggest um, thing for me and just fucking shaking my ass for myself and I'm actually getting pretty good if I say so myself. So I'm like, let's fucking like share it with others, teach people and I am the great example of you don't need an ass to twerk you just um yeah you just need a honestly it's not about having an ass it's just how relaxed can you make your ass because that's what makes it look like it's juggling is the relaxation of it so side tip so yeah it just gave me the permission that I needed of I I do know my shit at least I know my shit um Like, you always just, you don't need to be an expert. You just need to be, like, five steps ahead of the person that you want to help, this, like, avatar. So, like, who I was two years ago, I'm, like, five steps ahead of her. So I can be helping those people that I was two years ago. And so that was really awesome. And I have so much, like, fire and creativity. Um, And I'm excited for whatever lies ahead. There's no specific things, but I'm just, I feel very open I feel this energy of like things are coming and like every decision I make is creating a momentum, a big ball. So it's just really exciting to be in this position. So yeah, that's my quick life update. So for today's topic, I want to talk about the masculine feminine energies and their roles in a relationship. And before I start talking about that, I want to preface that when I speak of masculine and feminine energies, I'm not regarding a male or female. I'm not regarding, it has, and it's not me. This is like um, a very universal term. Masculine feminine energies has nothing to do about sex. It has nothing to do about gender. It has nothing to do about preferences of who you like or are attracted to. It's the energy and we each have the masculine and feminine energy within us, but <clears throat> we fall to one side heavier than the other. And in general, 80% of female bodies naturally are more in their feminine essence. So that's where they feel most aligned and most them- fully themselves, how to function while 80% of male bodies do fall in the masculine energy. So there are 20% on each side where a female, a woman, can say, yes, I'm more naturally in my feminine energy. And that's that's totally, there's no right or wrong, you know. It's just where do you fall naturally? And I will repeat, we have each of them. It's almost like yin-yang. Um, 
I'm just going to pause right there so that you fully understand like that's I need to have that foundation understood and trusted so that I can speak freely about this topic and in general when I speak about feminine and masculine energies this is going to be already naturally a part of that so I'm just going to pause for a minute so you can fully understand that it is all just energy and we each own the masculine feminine it has nothing to do about our sex or her gender okay so thank you for listening to that and I'm going to move on to um the masculine feminine energies and what are they so the masculine energy characteristics are strong energetically strong excuse me sturdy um and very like a to b very clear decisive knows what they want straight like energetically very straight i think of a very strong tree that in the wind not one part of it is swaying it's very sturdy and you can recognize this as if and i will be saying he and she for masculine feminine um so if you recognize in a man when he is very decisive and he can almost be a foundation if you're a woman for you and you need a sense of like stability that means that man is very much in his healthy masculine. He's able to stay strong when emotions can be high or flowy or chaotic because the woman, the female energy is very chaotic sometimes, very flowy, just like the waves, like the wind. So that man in his masculine can stand strong in his truth not be wavered by others and just very clear and concise a to b mindset so that's the masculine and as the feminine like i mentioned prior is flowy um think of like dancing dancing is very feminine not the way you dance but just in general dancing is a very feminine like flow of meditation and i mentioned that in my morning routine um podcast where the masculine is the meditation and the feminine is the me dancing in the mornings. So that's just a representation of what you can what feminine and masculine energy looks like in action. So, for example, a female who is in her feminine, she's very like flowy, open, receiving, uh, very trusting in this sense of surrendering and not in control of what needs to happen just open to receive um whereas the masculine energy is penetrative um very goal orientated so it's going to take action it's going to move forward in a direction with clear actions and you can you can see how i use um receive and penetration for the masculine and the feminine and you can understand how that works physically in sex where the masculine is going to penetrate the feminine while she receives the masculine energy and that's energetically how it works as well where if some if someone's in a relationship and the feminine energy is like I'm hungry where can we where should we eat where do you want to eat and the masculine re- penetrates like 
let's go here, like makes the decision, takes the action. And then the feminine can go inside her body and be like, is that where I want to go? Does that feel aligned? And if it does, she can fully trust and receive to the masculine. And that's very deeply a deep understanding of how you can choose a restaurant. <laughs> well, that's that's basically it. And so with those characteristics, that gives you a good understanding of when I talk about the masculine feminine energies. Masculine's penetrative, directive, A to B, clear, sturdy, grounded. Think of meditation, right? When you're in meditation, you're sitting straight up um, still and you're typically thinking or concentrating on a mantra, on a breath, or you know, you're concentrating. And then the feminine is flowy, just like dancing, soft in her, like graceful in her ways and open to receiving. The best way I can think about is like manifesting, I feel is very feminine where you're just open and you're receiving and you're trusting in the universe. And I've even played around with the thought that like when I'm deeply my feminine and I'm deeply trusting in the universe, the universe is my masculine energy or not mine, but the, you know, I, I polarize with the universe as the masculine. So polarity just means opposites, right? So for me to polarize, I don't even fucking know, with the universe, I go deeply into my feminine, go deeply into trust, deeply into surrender, deeply into openness, which is something I'm working on right now. It's a practice and it feels very vulnerable, not speaking openly, but openness to the universe to receive. And so I'm using the universe as the masculine for me. I'm allowing the universe to penetrate me with ideas or with um, actions that I think about, you know? So I'm just being open to the the universe essentially penetrating me energetically. How fun is that? LOL. But it's true though. So that's just a good foundation to have. And so um, David Data and... God, I love David Data. He's the author of The Way to the Superior Man, which is his probably best known book, which gives you, it's for like the man, the masculine energy to read of how to really be the masculine energy for the feminine energy. So it's like a a guide almost. So it is more for the masculine essence reader and I'm a feminine essence. So it's just interesting, but I definitely highly recommend to all my male listeners, um, but his the first book I read of his was The Intimate Communion, which is basically everything I'm going to be talking about on this podcast. It's It talks about feminine masculine energies very intensely with extremely more specifics and understandings. Um, for example, one of my favorite ways to understand is that the geography even has masculine and feminine energies. New York, for example, is a feminine – or whoa, excuse me. New York, for example, is a masculine energy right? So there's concrete, um, tall, sturdy buildings everywhere. And people typically are walking from A to B there. They're going from work to the coffee, coffee to work, work from home. It's a very like A to B um, goal orientated. I mean, you have the business and I've been in New York once in seventh grade, but, you know, you understand what I'm saying. It's very masculine energy, whereas Hawaii, for example, is a feminine, energetic land. 
she has mama ocean there where the waves are flowing in and out and they are chaotic you can't really um know what's going to happen next in the ocean and then you know volcanoes and lava and lush greenery and fruit that's dripping with sweetness just the way you can visualize it feels more feminine and flowy everyone's on island time people are not having to go from a to b they go to the grocery store because and then go home and then go to the beach like it's just a very different type of energy and we even have like I said a description to recognize as island time so that's even a greater example of what masculine feminine energies are so when I say this regarding a relationship is for a relationship to be passionate and not just last until the honeymoon phase is over to continue that passion that lust that desire the freedom within a relationship there needs to be polarity. Polarity between the masculine and the feminine. Meaning the person, one person in the relationship needs to be in their masculine and the other needs to be in their feminine. And they can always switch back and forth, obviously. Like I said, we have both. But if one person, if I'm in naturally my feminine and my partner is in his masculine, but then I get home from work after a long day, for example, um, even though I don't really work in a nine to five job. But let's say I do, because that's a great example. The world is a page or business world is patriarchal. So it's a masculine, fem- it's a masculine energy. So let's say I'm working on a masculine energy job. I get home. I'm in my masculine energy. That means my partner and I are both in our masculines. So that's a point where we energetically either flip or we So he goes into his feminine and I stay in my masculine, which would be unnatural to me. Or he notices I'm in my masculine. Okay, and he's in his masculine. That means his masculine needs to become more masculine than me, not aggressively, but energetically so that my masculine can trust that he can take over and my masculine can let go and my feminine can fully flourish and surrender. So how would that look like, right? So I get home after a long day in a nine to five corporate job that doesn't exist for me and will never exist for me. But let's just say I get home from a nine, like a job and I'm exhausted and I'm in my masculine. I've been in my masculine for eight hours and it's not my natural essence and I'm just exhausted. I just want to bitch about my day. And then my masculine man comes up to me and it was like, So I'm starting to talk and talk about my day and how annoying it is. And then my masculine man comes up to me, puts his hands on my shoulder and goes, shh, babe, I am fully here and I completely understand that you've had a really rough day. How about you sit down, take your shoes off and I will massage your feet while you lay back and just tell me about your day. And let I go do that. I sit down, lay on the couch, pop my feet. He starts massaging me. And maybe I'll start I'll continue talking. But after a few minutes, I'll recognize that it doesn't matter. I don't care anymore. I'm here with him. And slowly, as I surrender more and trust in his masculine, I will... My masculine will bow down and my feminine will come up and just surrender and receive and I'll stop 
caring and talking about the stress of the day and just start being in the moment with him. So that's the transition. That's what that looks like. His masculine saw that my masculine was overused. So he came and took control and told me to sit down and he's still there. He's still sturdy. He's like, you can talk about your day while I massage you. And then from just that, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's gone. It's behind me. I want to be here fully receiving the pleasure that my masculine man is giving to me. So that's an example of the the waves, the transitions that feminine energy and masculine energy can play with each other. It's a dance. So David Data on Intimate Communion talks about three different types of relationships. And there's three phases or I think he uses phases. The first stage, oh, stage. The first stage relationship is the like the old 1950s look of things where I'm the masculine, I provide, so I get sex in return. Oh, I'm the feminine, he's providing for me, I'll give him sex in return. And that's, just saying that feels very boxed, very black and white, and just very um, condensed and not free, restricting, um, not expansive, feels like there's no growth in there. It's just this is that and that is this, you know? So that's not what we're talking about. That's a very like unconscious way of thinking of things. It's, you know, because I did this, I'm going to get this in return. There's no flow. There's no magic. There's no freedom. There's no passion. Now, phase two, stage two is the 50-50 relationship, which I do believe a lot of our culture is in right now where instead of honoring me being more of my feminine energy and my partner, I don't have a partner, but let's just have this avatar of mine. And then my partner being in his masculine, to, instead of honoring our qualities of each, we just split everything in half. So like I cook dinner Monday, he cooks, cooks dinner Tuesday, I cook dinner Wednesday, he cooks cooks dinner Thursday, I do dishes every other day, he does dishes every other day. Um, I walk the dog every day, he walks the dog every other day. Like it's just very like split down the middle, responsibilities. I come this time, he comes next time. It's just very like tick for tack. And to be honest, that was what my last relationship was like. It was very, and I felt it was just very much we were both in our masculine like we both didn't feel or I didn't feel safe to surrender and let go so I was just very much in his my masculine and he was too so it becomes more like a friendship instead of a companion instead of romance and intimacy and passion and lust um because of two people so I originally said that to have passion and lust and you need polarity you need one masculine you need one feminine because like magnets they come together they can't reject. If you have two people in their masculine, like my ex and I were, it's just a friendship. When you think about you and your gals, if you're a female, you know, we're everyone's in their feminine, let's say. And so there's just no passion. There's no lust. It's just you're able to like have a relationship and you can love each other, but there's not that lust. There's not that passion. So yes, too, a relationship can have a polarity in the beginning, like the honeymoon phase. But then if they continue down this 50-50 mindset of you as you have that, I have this, we're going to split everything down the middle and not honor each other's gifts and our wants based on our energetic essences. It just dulls out the relationship and then there becomes no 
passion. There becomes no lust. It becomes boring. Sex becomes routine. Um, pleasure becomes routine. It doesn't really turn into pleasure anymore. It almost feels like a chore. So all of that is the transition of possibly you – not possibly. Yes, that is true. You would have the same energies, it both being in your feminine or both being in your masculine. So, like, if you're both in your feminine, that's just, like, a lot of a lot of emotions, a lot of, like, indecisiveness, I can imagine. Um if this is like a romantic relationship, it would just be pretty chaotic if it was two feminine energies, whereas the masculine is just very like <laughs> tick for tack. That's the best way to explain it. That's what my last relationship was like. Um, and of course, I didn't realize that until I got until I studied and understood what the masculine feminine energies are and how they interact with each other in relationships. And so... To give more examples of a polarity and what that would look like in a relationship is, oh, this is the best, is if a masculine man just pulling in. So let's just, I'm just going to say man and woman. So man being masculine energy, woman being feminine energy. So if the man just pulls in that, in the woman, obviously this is already consensual, you know, Read the, they read the room they both want it so if the man just pulls in the woman and like pushes her against the door and leads her into the room and she just fully trusts and fully is ready to surrender to him because she feels safe and because she feels that she can trust him then that is just that is polarity that's where true openness and expansion happens and that's where freedom is built upon in relationships where you can fully trust and surrender and growth happens and so there's a lot of different ways that the masculine feminine energies of polarizing I don't even think that's a word but I'm gonna keep saying it can show up in the day-to-day life um and those are just examples. I really just wanted to give this episode as a quick introduction because it's been the foundation for me moving forward with my sensual um, awakening two years ago. Like that was the first book, Intimate Communion, that I read. And it, it has been such – it's been like my like North Star for my journey. And I'm going to have a friend come on here. His name's Christopher, who this is his – um work he loves educating men on the masculine energy and how to show up for the feminine energy kind of like the way a superior man um and how that book goes so i hope this gives you guys a quick understanding of the two um, masculine feminine energies and how they interact in relationships and i will go deeper and i'm really excited that i just got this um foundation set for you guys so that moving forward um you have a deeper and more trusted understanding of what I'm meeting. All right. Love you guys.